so here it is. Let's go into the cosmos. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the playoff edition of Into the Cosmos. As the New York Cosmos get out to earn their eighth North American Soccer League title in their third and four years. Play to discuss this week here on Into the Cosmos. I am EJ Gard, and of course, you know who's joining me by now. Franco Delapa hanging out with me as usual. Franco, what's going on, man? How you doing this week? Good, EJ. How's it going? Yeah, man, it's going well. Obviously, playoff time, Franco. You excited, man? Are you as excited as I am? Because let me tell you, man, <laughs> it's finally here, man. I mean, it's just a long campaign, 32 games later, and here we are, man. It's nice to finally be in the playoffs, Franco. Yeah, it's been an interesting season, and the Cosmos are, are playing well. I think they really found their game in the last couple of months, two or three months, and uh, there was a time there where we were wondering if they if they were, you know, and they, they really did, and they turned it on, so... Uh, yeah, it would be very interesting to see how they keep keep that going with uh, possibly two games left, one at a time, obviously, but let's see if they can keep it going. Yeah, Saturday night, Sherwood Stadium, 7 p.m., the first semifinal for the Cosmos, uh, November 5th, of course, and uh, Edmonton and Indy will be playing theirs. Uh, they're at Carroll Stadium at 3 p.m., so they're actually going to be the first semifinal game on Saturday. And that's an interesting game, too, Franco. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, obviously, Oklahoma City, Franco. My goodness. Five match, win streak, 10 unbeaten. Uh, September 3rd, man, they lost to Minnesota 1 nothing. That was their, well, I think that was their fourth straight loss at the time. And even though I, they started October, man, you, you and I had them out. Rio had one win since July 27th, Franco, over that 11 match stretch before that ending the season 5 and 0. Frank, we all thought we thought they were in trouble. We thought it was over. There's no way this team's going to be able to actually pull off a, a miracle run here to finish their campaign. And what did they do? They finished off their campaign with a miracle run, man. I mean, <laughs> what a finish! Just, I mean, these are the two hottest teams playing in this semifinal, Franco. Oklahoma City's on fire. The Cosmos are playing amazing. This is going to be an amazing game. Yeah, it's a high-level game, you know, which is what you want. You know, both teams. And the reason that they're playing well and both teams are playing well, there's a lot of skillful players out there, very experienced players. Uh, so it's a good good combination. I mean, Oklahoma City, you know, they came into the season, um, they put together a team that had, I think, five world uh, national team veterans, guys with World Cup experience. And, uh, you know, they really were serious about putting together a good team. So uh, it took a while for that to happen. I think they're a very resourceful team, too. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before along the way here. Those guys have been through some tough situations, some of those players. So for some of the doubts that are going on there financially and uh, at, uh, with uh, Rio Vallecano uh, uh, funding the team and uh, the, the rivalry, you know, there's two teams in Oklahoma City, uh, new team. Those guys have been through a lot of that stuff before. They played, you know, in different situations in Europe. And uh, it gets a little dicey in those countries, too. So those guys, I think having those veteran guys, you know, they just, they just uh, uh, you know, were able to get right through that with no problem. So, but still, we didn't expect 10, uh, 10 games unbeaten. That's, that's been pretty good. Pretty impressive, man. Definitely, definitely impressive. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, to see Oklahoma City playing the way they are right now, I mean, that's definitely the way you want to be headed to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, what, what, what else can you ask for than that kind of momentum and uh 
you know, I was talking about this. Franco Cosmos beat uh, beat them one nothing at Short Stadium on May 28th, and Cosmos ended up losing to OKC on July 16th. And then the last time we saw them, uh, Oklahoma City was one of only two teams to get a result at Short Stadium this year. They came away with a one one draw on August 7th at Short Stadium. Not many teams came in here and did that, so that that's uh, you know it's a pretty nice accomplishment for them to be. Uh, not, like we said, not many teams come to Short Stadium and get any points, so <laughs> for them to be one of those teams, they already know that they can come in here and actually find a way to get a result. And a, a draw wouldn't be the worst thing here because obviously we know some extra time and could be a potential. We might maybe a shootout of some sort. Oh boy, Franco! Imagine a shootout at Short Stadium to decide <laughs> who goes on to the finals and. You know, Frank, we, we're going to talk about this. We have Adam Moffat coming on the show this week, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about the, the playoff structure in the North American Soccer League, although there isn't one. Um, you know, this is this is tough for <laughs> you know, why, why I would love to see these semifinals. Each team get a home game, Frank. Uh, you know, what, what Edmonton and Oklahoma City earned their playoff did, they're not even going to get a chance to play in front of their home fans. Come on, man. Uh, come on, Franco. They, they they earn their way to the postseason, and their fans won't even get a chance to see them play in the postseason unless, of course, this, the, the weird upsets could happen. Uh, obviously, they, they could get a game if, if everything goes all, you know, all works out right. But at the same token, Franco, these semifinals should be a home-and-home. Home. I'm sorry. The Cosmos should be in Oklahoma City this weekend playing the first leg, and these two teams should be coming back to Shore Stadium next weekend to be playing the second leg. Uh, Franco, do, do you not see – I mean, if you're going to have a playoff structure – there should be at least a playoff structure in place, and there isn't even that. So that, that makes this kind of tough, man. I feel bad for Oklahoma City and, and, and Edmonton. They're not, they're not even going to get a chance to play in front of their own fans in the playoffs. What is that? Well, yeah, I think it also adds to the drama. You know, I mean, it, it should be home and home. Uh, it, it just then, then the, then the storylines and everything builds up, the tension builds up, and, you know, the best team win, but, you know, not just like a one-off. Uh, I don't think this will go to a shootout. Could go to extra time though, and uh, and then it's all over uh, for somebody. And you know you would want to see that uh, continue on to another game. The other thing is Oklahoma City. It, this is a showcase for for that team, which is a new team in in a city which really has never had professional soccer, and now they have two teams there. Uh, people, and uh, this team, Rio, has been trying to sell themselves. Uh, and accurately so, has the better team, the team that has recruited um, players with World Cup experience or that are high-level professionals played on national teams. They're not uh, a USL team that you know, was a good team, but guys that really aren't going to have a huge future in the game, um, and they haven't had a huge past. Good players, but not guys like this. This is a very yeah. technical team. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. these guys can really play at a high level. So uh, you want to show that. I mean, it's a really time to showcase that in front of the fans of, of Oklahoma City and, and let them see what that's all about. An Oklahoma City, a Rio game against the Cosmos in Oklahoma City or Yukon, where, wherever it is right outside of Oklahoma City, that would be a good showcase. And, and not just for NASL and for Rio, but for the game itself. I think both these teams are capable now at this point of really showing you some really good soccer for 90 or 120 minutes or whatever it's going to be. And uh, it's going to yeah. be fun to watch uh, from a technical standpoint from people who really appreciate the game. I think it's going to be really worth watching. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Uh, certainly excited to be there. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly excited to be there, man. I, I'm not, I, there's no way. You, you're not going to be able to keep me from this game. There's no way. Man. Uh, bar, barring a hurricane or something crazy happening at Super Stadium, I'm going to be at that field in there. You know, man, this is, I can't wait, man. 
like, I can't wait. It's the playoffs, man. This is great. And, 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 you know, at the same token, though, if the Cosmos end up winning this game, there's so much controversy going on about the announcement. <sighs> Belson Stadium. I, 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 you know, Franco, you, you and I talked off the air. I don't know how off I want to go about all this because I'm really disappointed. I think every Cosmos fan is disappointed. I think the North American Soccer League should be getting involved here and saying, no way, no how are we letting our North American Soccer League title game be played on a minor league, I'm sorry, a a college campus where 4,000 people may be able to show up there, 4,500 people might be able to see this game, really. I mean, really, this is what the final NESL game of the year is going to be played at a college campus at St. John's University. Why isn't Bill Peterson stepping up, growing a pair of balls, and saying no, 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 and no. The championship game should not be played at St. John's University, Franco. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm also one of those people who is extremely disappointed in this announcement. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it, Franco. This is not the place. Bill Peterson needs to step up here, Franco, and say, no, this game needs to be played at a much bigger venue where, where we can expose the country to what our product is here. Uh, Franco, I, I, this is being handled wrong. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, well, it is a showcase game, and this is the one game, a lot of people, it's the only game they're going to watch in the NASL all year, really. Yeah. And, uh, and they're going to expect, expectations are pretty high for it. Cosmos also uh, bring a lot to the table. People think of Cosmos, they still have a you know, great re- reputation, so expectations are high. I mean, the Cosmos back in the day, you know, played in the biggest stadiums of the world and got the biggest crowds. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit, it's going to be a huge letdown. It's going to raise a lot of questions as to what's going on with the Cosmos and, uh, and the league itself. But saying that, I'm not sure what the alternatives were in the sense that they wanted to play this game in New York City, in the city uh, confines of borough, in one of the boroughs for sure. Uh, probably they could have gotten to Jersey or somewhere and gotten a nice field, decent-sized stadium, but that wouldn't have been right. So it's only it just brings up the problem, uh, the conundrum of not having a stadium and not being able to get anything done in these places where there's uh, nothing going on right now in terms of commercial activity. <laughs> you could probably put a stadium in a couple of these places and uh, generate some, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, revenue, and also have a showcase stadium for the Cosmos and the league, which uh, shouldn't be that much to ask, but, but uh, we're finding out that it is. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's 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 it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not even gonna touch it because I'm so irritated. Um. Obviously, uh, Juan Arango, man, 15 goals this year, tied with the league leads. But 15 goals, Franco. <laughs> 93 shots on goal. Juan Arango took this year. Easily the most. I mean, not even what, 23 more than uh, Zayed, even though he ended up with uh, 15 himself. And obviously, Joe Cole put up 64 shots, and he was right there. Great season for Joe Cole, too. But, uh, pretty nice to have Juan Arango and Adam Moffitt, two, two of your leading scorers on the same team, man. That's nice. Uh, Adam, Adam Moffitt ended up putting, I think, I could have sworn he had nine or ten goals this year. Even though I see that, that, that one of these pages has eight, I, I counted ten. I'm, 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 maybe I'm off here, but, yeah, it's pretty nice to have Juan Arango. We're going to talk to Adam about Juan Arango's influence on this team this year, Frank. We've been talking about it all year because the guy's pretty damn good. <laughs> He's awesome, man. I'm sorry. Juan Arango is just. 
the chance that this is what we get to see with him week in and week out, man. On, on this surface, no less, and the free kick extraordinaire. You know, you and I, obviously, are, we, we all know who Andrew Pirlo is around here. My God, man, he does. He did it with his right foot. I think Juan Arango is as dangerous as Andrea Pirlo's right foot, man, with his left foot. He, he can score from anywhere. And we're going to talk about how dangerous set pieces are going to be in this particular game because we know Michelle can do anything that Juan Arango can do, man. <laughs> so Michelle and Juan Arango around the box this weekend, Franco. That may, these, these might be the two most dangerous guys on this field. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, I think what, what Juan does is – a little bit more mobile than Michelle, but as uh, Adam's going to kind of point out that he makes it look easy. He's he's not, you know, he makes everything look easy, and so he's not <laughs> running around there uh, chasing around that much. He doesn't have to. And that's been a real, it's uh, a clinic, you know, watching him play. It's really been a revelation for a lot of people. I mean, for him to score, 15 goals is a lot in the NASL. Last year, uh, the Cosmos had the best team in the league for sure, but I think Leo Fernandez was the leading scorer with eight goals. I think we're all yeah. six or seven, right? Yeah, that was it. And so it shows it's not that easy to, like, put away that many goals. And, and he's made it look easy. He really has. I mean, think of all those free kicks. I mean, that, that those are not uh, – that's not luck, obviously. I mean, it's, it's incredible skill. And some of those – they're all going in different ways, too, off goalkeepers underneath the, the, the underside of the crossbar into the side of the net. I mean, it's, you know, he just hits the ball so well. So, yeah, I think you got – that's a that's a guy to really watch. Like you're talking about Andrea Pirlo, and uh, you've got uh, Juan Arango's. You know he's right up there. He really is. I mean, we, we've seen it firsthand uh, as far as accurate, accurate not just on his free kicks, but just just placing the ball, set up set up man, and uh, and the, hitting those shots from distance. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good, man. <laughs> he's really good. Yeah, I've been able to watch Wanarango all year this year, even on these surfaces that uh, North American Soccer League provides, which aren't all that great. We know that. Um, yeah, he's still been out there every every week, man, just producing and producing. Yeah, those set pieces, man. Oof, man, you don't you don't want to see you don't want to see Wanarango lined up over a ball because he's coming for you, man. You put up you put up all the all nine ten guys on that wall. He doesn't really care. <laughs> Love that man. Yeah, uh, like like Franco spoke about. We talked about him off for about fifteen twenty minutes before, before we came on the air. And uh, man, great interview with Adam. He's he's so he's just so reserved. And obviously the experience that he brings in ten years in this in, uh, you know in this sport. And obviously back in Scotland and the MLS years, Columbus and uh, Houston and Dallas and all that. So yeah, uh, definitely a big a big help when you come to the playoff time to have. Something like Adam Moff on your club that can keep this, you know, keep everybody in line and know what the goal is. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you the Adam Moff interview. And uh, Franco and I will be back with you in about 15 minutes here. So enjoy listening to Adam talk to us this morning. All right. Well, this is the playoff edition of Into the Cosmos. And who better to join us this week than someone who has plenty of experience to rely on when it comes to crunch time and Let's welcome number 16, Adam Moffitt, to the show this week from the New York Cosmos. Adam Moffitt, man, what's happening? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good, guys. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course, man. You know we've got to have you on this week, man. A big playoff weekend, and uh, congratulations on another chance to win a championship, man. Back-to-back titles for the Cosmos. Nice opportunity here, Adam. Obviously, this is going to be nice for you. You missed last year's playoffs, so I'm sure you're, you're dying to take part in this whole postseason this year, man, right? Oh man, yeah, it's uh, you know it's, it's obviously a great one the last year, but just being injured, it always rough. Anytime uh, you're oh. injured and you're missing these 
playoff games, you know, it kind of it hurts, you know. So to be healthy this year and be in a position where I'm playing, you know, it's it's a great feeling. Um, but obviously, it won't feel great if we don't win it. So I have to make sure, uh, you know, we, we give our best and we get it done. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, we all talked about last year, earlier September in that Jacksonville game, you went down. And I was at that match last year, Adam. I remember watching you come out to that field, and you were pretty upset, man. That that, that was tough. Obviously, Celerino yeah. made his appearance then, too. And yeah, that was a tough day for a lot yeah. of people, man. Because, you, know, you were looking forward to the playoffs, too, and they have to just go down. That was tough, man. I, I Obviously, like I, like we all just said, you're probably looking forward to really being on this field and taking part in all this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I got the injury last year, you know, I knew straight away it was it was a bad one. Um, you know, I, I wasn't too sure. I thought I broke my foot, but, you know, it turned out it was, um, you know, damage from ligaments in there. So it was almost worse, you know. So, it just, you know, knowing there was no chance I could have been back for even if we got to the final round. And, you know, so that was tough. But, you know, it helps you. You, you savor it, you know, and you, you remember, you know, how tough that was. And so you really enjoy these moments, you know, like you say, with this weekend coming up and the chance to win again. So, uh, it's, it's part of the game, you know, you're going to miss some big games, but, you know, you work hard and, you know, I've worked hard to get myself back in here and uh, being healthy and getting to contribute, um, you know, to another, hopefully another championship. Yeah, man. Obviously, you've done a good job of getting yourself healthy, Adam, man. Since May 16th, you've basically played every weekend. Uh, it's got to be nice to be able to be healthy and expect Gio to put you in that lineup because you are available, man. That, that's, that's a nice feeling for you because you want to be on that pitch. You know you do. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's I've been playing for a long time, you know, and I've had spells where, you know, you you're injured, you're out and you know, like I say, it's just it's just a grind, you know. So I managed I'm not I, I didn't choose to, you know, be a professional soccer player, so I'm working at the gym all the time, you know, you wanna be, you know, on the field and you wanna be playing in every game. Um you don't even want to be on the bench, you know, you wanna be on the starting field but you know, it's only 11 guys get to play. So, for me, just having a good run of health um, pretty much after the spring season, you know, at the fall season on, um, I've had I've been healthy and I've been able to, you know, kind of get my game going. And um, the team's been doing great. So, yeah, I'm just happy to be, uh, be available. Yeah, it's nice It's nice to have you out there, man. Plenty of experience. Uh, we know all about your Columbus crew and the Houston. I mean, a couple of years with Houston in the playoffs, too. And I, you know, I want to talk to you about the playoffs here, uh, Adam. You know, Frank and I actually talked about it off here a little bit. You know, it's one one and done, man. Uh, does it does it kind of make it tough for you just knowing that you really have one playoff game and and that's about it? That would you would you like to see a home and home here? Frank and I were talking about. I think I, I think the semifinals it would kind of be cool to see a home and home. Like you, you know, Oklahoma City, they are in the they are in the playoff bid and they might not even get a home game out. That's weird. I, I think the semifinals should be a home and home kind of thing. Right? What do you think about? Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I I somewhat agree with that. You know, it's obviously it's a long season, but you know, uh, yeah. I think it would, you know, it, it would be great for the home home crowds to you know at least see their team, you know, in the playoffs at least one time. You know, if you're not going to get a final, you know, a higher seed. Um, so I think that'd be good, and it, you know, it, it it balances out a bit more. You know, it's like the better team, I think, has a better chance of the two legs. You know, if it's if it's one, I know the higher seed has the home game, but still, if anything can happen in one game, you know, you can have a bad game or you can, you know, things just might not go your way. So it's you know, over two games, you kind of, you know, you kind of think maybe the better team will, will uh, you know, prevail. But, 
yeah, I think it's a good idea. You know, you keep the final one game. You know, if it was to be two games, it's you know one extra week. You know, or yeah, whatever. So yeah, it, it'd be good. It'd be good, like you say. You know, for Oklahoma, you know, they make the playoffs. They don't. Yeah, there's no chance they can get a, a game in front of their fans. So yeah, but. Yeah, it is, it is what it is now, and you know we we just need we realize that you know it's one game, and then if it can go, thankfully for us, you know we put ourselves in a position where we're hosting this one, and then hopefully hosting the final. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, yeah. Adam, a lot of people are talk- a lot of people are talking about the meaningful game stuff because you know obviously when you guys clinched a little early, you know the the road for you to get to the playoffs you know, this, this last month of the season was basically just playing it out, and you guys just kept winning. And you're playing against all these teams, Miami, and, and all these teams in Minnesota as well, who are playing for a playoff. Or, you know, it, it, how tough was it for you yeah. guys to play to play against teams who are playing for something, even though you guys clinched and, and you're kind of cruising to the playoffs? That was, it's kind of tough because you know you're playing against teams who have, a, have their whole life on the line, and you guys are just saying, you know, hey, just go ahead and play. We'll play with you. I mean, that, was was it different attacking yeah. the last month of the season? Yeah, you know, yeah. When you play in those games where you know, for them, it's you know, they're they're really fighting for their, you know, their playoff spot. You know, trying to get in there. And obviously, for yeah. us, it's kind of just managing managing uh, managing the position and the team. You know, we don't want to get any injuries. And but at the same time, you know, anytime you step out there, you want to win the game. And um, I think we showed a great attitude in the last couple of games. You know, getting those results against teams who who were now fighting for their lives, but. Um, that shows you just you know credit to the to the chemistry we have and you know the the work ethic we have. You know, we're not just gonna even if we make some changes, you know the guys coming in are gonna work hard and um, it, it's good because you know it keeps their momentum going. It's not like we you know the last couple of games we backed off and you know maybe we're getting in with two losses, you know, and then things are things are looking different. But you know we're getting in a good on uh, a good roll and obviously it's important because Oklahoma's doing the exact same thing. They are doing the exact same thing. I mean, 10 straight games without a loss coming to the playoffs, that's exactly how you want to be headed to the postseason. This is a challenging game this weekend, yeah. Adam. This is no cupcake team walking in here. Their their short stadium is going to be that, – that, that, that's going to be a madhouse, man. I, this is going to be yeah. – we don't even need to say it's the biggest game of the year because that's rather obvious. But this team's coming in here hungry, and they have momentum, Adam. you got to be concerned. Definitely. Um, you know, they – you know they they haven't got lucky in all those games. You know they, they they've played well. They've played well together. Mm-hmm. They've uh, you know they've hit form at the right time. The dangerous team. You know they, every time we've played them this year, it's been a tough it's been a tough match. And uh, you know they have some dangerous players. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a battle. But you know I think the stadium's going to be it's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, again, you know, we know we're capable of winning. You know we're more than capable of winning. We're we believe we're the best team in the league, and you know our record shows that. But it's it's going out there and getting it done. It's can we come out with the same intensity we did against Miami? You know, straight from the bat. You know, put them in the back foot and you know take our chances. Um, whereas last time we played Oklahoma, you know we we failed to you know capitalize on those chances, and they they done well. You know, they bunkered in, they defended well, and that, that's what they're good that they're organized. And um, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be an exciting game. You know. It's a, kind of game as a player you look forward to, you know, it's them got momentum and then, you know, we're we're the obviously the top team and you wanna you wanna go out and prove that you are the top team and uh, get the result. 
Yeah, man. And you talked about the head-to-head stuff. Well, one nothing at Short Stadium May 28th, and you guys lost there at uh, 3 nothing on July 16th. And, yeah, you're talking about the 1-1 draw at Short Stadium. Only two two people yep. came in, or two teams managed to come into Short Stadium and find a result of any type, and Oklahoma City wasn't one of them. So, yeah, you've got to be a little concerned about that yeah. coming in here. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, man. And uh, Franco, got to hit, hit Adam with some stuff, man. Sure. Okay, Adam, this is kind of a two-part question for a guy that – probably really didn't even know what playoffs were before you moved here, like in, in 07. Uh, you're like one of the most, you know, uh, experienced guys that really understands how you approach this. I wonder how, how do you sort of uh, approach it and explain, you know, what's coming up to some of the newcomers, for instance, like Juan Arango, who is, uh, you know, probably, you know, this is his first time in the playoffs. And also the yeah. sort of the second part is, what do you think of Juan Arango as, as a player? Have you been surprised at, had how good he's been. He's finished up a lot of goals this year. Um, yeah, yeah. So the first part, you know, obviously the playoffs is something. You know, when I came over, I'd never, I'd never been a part of. I'd never really experienced in um, my time over here. You know, I've, I've been involved, involved in them a lot. You know, pretty much every year. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's so different. You know, you, obviously for us, you know, we win the regular season typically in any other country you're in, you know, that's, that's you, you've, you've won it all. Um, yeah. but it's a, it's a new season. It's a complete new season here. And, uh, I've been on teams where, you know, being one of the top seeds going in the playoffs, you lose against a team who has momentum. And I've also been the team who has scraped in their playoffs and a good run at the end of the year, like Oklahoma have, you know, and, uh, right. you know, and made runs to the final, you know, so it, it's, it's tough, but especially with it being one game, you know, you just got to, it's a final, you know, it's a semi-final, but it is a final. It's obviously if you're done, you're out. So it's, you got to treat, you know, treat it like it is the biggest game because it is, you know, there's, you lose, you're done. You know, you're, your whole season's done and everything you've kind of, you've done before is kind of out the window a little bit. So it's, uh, for us, it's it's making sure we, we, we realize that, you know, this is, we got to come out because if we don't win, if we don't treat it like a final, then we won't get the actual final a week later. So um, that's a big thing. And then Juan's been incredible, you know, coming in at the start of the yeah. year. Um, yeah. You know, he's you know he's laid back. You know, he's super laid back. He's, he doesn't you know he doesn't sprint around like a madman. He rarely sprints, you know. But you know, he puts himself in such good positions. But you know, even that first game of the season, saw him score the two goals. You know, he didn't do much in the game, but he was just in the right spot. Couple of two, two tap-ins, you know, and um, and as the seasons went on, you know, he, he's he's become uh, you know a little bit more used to the league and how players play, and um, and obviously his set pieces are just incredible. The last month or so, um, you know, the guy can put the ball pretty much anywhere he wants. Um, so he, he's been he's been huge for us, and I think I'd say he's been the best player in the league this year. You know, his his age and the fact that he hasn't missed many games, you know, hasn't been injured. And, um, it, it's just a great guy. He's always looking for the ball, you know. For someone like myself, you know, you, you kind of know he's always available and puts himself in a, a spot to to make things happen. I just want to say, uh, how does how does uh, how does he sort of change the dynamic too, in the sense that you can't uh, the other team has to be careful about giving away free kicks in that in that area, just like you guys will have to do. I think Michelle for Oklahoma City is. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's really similar. It kind of changes the dynamic. You really, you guys, especially in the midfield, have to be careful of, about where you, you know, give fouls. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I played with Michelle. Um, I played with him in Dallas, and you know, probably him and one of the two of the best set piece takers I've seen. You know, to be honest, and um, 
Michelle, obviously, with his corner kicks as well. The guy can put the ball pretty much anywhere, and they're big boys. So, yeah, it's only free kicks for them. You know, it's the corner kicks. Um, so it's it's limiting that and, you know, not giving away silly fouls. I think, you know, when we were down there, we we gave away, you know, in Oklahoma, you know, we, we scored a free kick on us and I think a penalty kick as well, you know, and it's, it's just, it was a silly foul at the edge of the box, you know, against most teams you might get away with it, but, you know, with him, um, you know, he's, he's a really, really dangerous player. So, yeah, we have to be smart about that and obviously I'd, I'm in there a lot of the time being most of those fouls, but, Hopefully, uh, you know, you know, to try and you want to be aggressive, yeah, but at the same time, you know, you got to be smart. You got to be smart, and uh, you know, if you're going to give something away, give it away over at the side, or you know, you don't want to give it away 25 yards in the middle of the in the middle of the field. So, yeah, we, we'll be smart, and that's obviously something we'll address as a team, and um, you know, we'll learn from it from you know playing them before. Yeah. He's just one of many left foots on this team, Adam. Uh, I mean, obviously, man, there's so many left foots on this team. Everybody has such great control, Adam. How do you not love yeah. being practicing, practicing and just being a part of this team at all, Adam? I, it's just everybody has such great control. You bring Iose up that way, he can put the ball anywhere you want. Obviously, he contributed to the goal last yeah. weekend with an amazing move just outside the box. What a move, man. And then, of course, he puts the, puts the ball into the box with his right foot, which, which wow. Yeah, <laughs> so that was great to see. Right and 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 yeah, man. And and the growth of Ruben Bobear, um, Adam, tremendous stuff, man. Yeah. This kid has come such a long way. Got to be impressed. Yeah, um, he's a great year. You know, obviously playing at the start of the year, but then you get that injury. Um, I think yep. maybe the second game, or you know, so that that was tough for him. You know, it's it's always tough and you're, you know, you're just getting getting in there and you get an injury and a setback. But, you know, he's worked his way back in. And, um, he's a lot of energy, you know. Raven covers a lot of ground. Um, he's been able to contribute going forward. He's always looking for the ball. He's always looking to connect with people. Um, um, and it's good. It's, it's been great for us this year, you know, having him in there because it's a little bit different from um, some of the other guys who play in there. Um, but it's been a great year for him. Uh, it really has. And, you know, not only is he... You know, contributing going forward. You know, he he's a fit enough boy. He can get back in and he can help in the defensive end as well. So um, it, it's been a great year for him. Pretty nice for you too, Adam. Uh, you know, ten years into your career and you're on the you know up on the on the scoring leaderboard, man. How nice is that for you to see Adam Moffat <laughs> sitting up there? Hey, man. You know, it's pretty nice yeah, to see yeah. your name up on the you know top top eight in scoring. And there, there's your name, man. That's gonna be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would have You know, obviously, the penalty kicks play a big part of that. This is still, you know, I was just start scoring some gold early in the year, so that helps. But, yeah, it's obviously, it's something I, you know, I spoke to the coaches, and then the last year, you know, I felt like he contribute more goals. And so it's been a good way of doing it. So, uh, you know, maybe another couple of penalty kicks in the next couple of weeks, you know, maybe add to that. Yeah, man. I mean, we need a long-range bomb from you, man. I want to see a 35-yard boot from you this weekend, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great, yeah, man. Oh, we would love that. It. I'm just saving it. That's yeah. It. Making it up, man. That'd be great. Uh, now, I want to talk to you about Stewart Stadium before I let you go, Adam. Uh, this is going to be a tough weekend for the yep. Cosmos and the fans and all the stuff, man. I mean, this is – and if that final ends up getting played at Dulcet Stadium, ah, there's a lot of things going on, Adam. Not, a lot of people aren't happy about that decision. That's – uh that's just the way it is. I, I, I mean, it's, it's tough for a lot of people. A lot of people just can't accept that this might be played at St. John's. It's really nothing you can do. And 
Uh, you know, but just, I want to reflect yeah. on Stewart, man. I, you're going to miss Stewart Stadium. I think all of us are going to miss Stewart Stadium a little bit. Yeah, you know, as a player, you know, you get comfortable with somewhere, you know, and obviously we've yeah. had uh, such a great year there, um, you know, with an incredible record there. Um, but it's just, you know, that's you know, that's part of uh, playing in someone else's yeah. stadium. You know, you just sometimes just, there's scheduling yeah. conflicts, and unfortunately for us, that's the case. Um, but you know, we, as players, we just get on with it. You know, hopefully we can take care of business this, uh, you know, this weekend. Um, it will be our last game, obviously, there uh, this year. So hopefully we can we can finish finish strong there. Um, and then, yeah, the final. You know, it's just one game. You know, obviously it's disappointing. It's it's not in the same place, but yeah, it's another field, you know, and hopefully we can get a good uh, a good crowd out there and uh, hopefully make it a special night. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a good crowd out there. I imagine it will be. Um, yeah, before I let you go, man, you have any off-season plans for the holidays? You're going back home? What, what do you got going on in the off-season? Anything Ooh. coming up yet? Nah, <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I have three three kids, so we'll, we'll see. We'll try and get them away somewhere. My, my wife's from California, so we'll maybe try to get out of there a little bit. It's either Scotland or California, but that's just, for me, you know, the, wet, the weather in Scotland, it's dark and rainy. California, yeah. I can get to the beach, so I'm. I don't know. It's. I think we're leaning towards California, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll. It's good. Uh, you know, it's obviously. It's a long season, you know. So when we get a couple months off at the end of the year, you know, you want to enjoy it, um, rest a little bit, and, you know, get to see some family and just do things that you're, you know, you you can't during the year. You know, get to, get to go away for the weekend or whatever. Yeah, man. All right. Well, hey, man, you know, <laughs> I don't think I need to say good luck to you this weekend because I think, you know, we all really want to have you know, Cosmos pull off yeah. this victory this weekend, man. So, <laughs> you know, man, I, obviously yeah. stay on the field, man. Obviously we want to see you in that final game if the Cosmos can advance to that. Man. Yep. Adam, man, good luck this weekend, man. Good luck. <laughs> Guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Very cool, man. Thank you so much, Adam, of course. Anytime, man. And, uh, oh, Franco, man, to have Adam off on the show this week. And, you know, he's been there, man. This is someone, you know, 10 years' experience and played in some big games in his career. That was why I, tell, you know, I asked Mauricio, can we please have Adam this week? I just, man, perfect, perfect name for this weekend's match. I mean, this guy's been here, done that. He's seen some things. Uh, you know, I just thought it was a great, great name, or a great idea to have Adam on this weekend, man. Phenomenal player. Obviously, I'd love to see him have some long-range impact in this game. That would be great because we all know what Adam can do from 35 yards out. Have we seen him do it? We've all seen him do it. He's been doing it for 10 years, Franco. <laughs> yeah, he was a real threat there. It changes the dynamic. I think having him and Juan Arango and those guys, they can put the ball, you know, can really threaten from distance out there. Uh, changes the dynamic. But the thing is about the, most of the time Adam Moffat is right in, just in the thick of things you know, disrupting things and trying to make plays and trying to turn it uh, into a transition situation. Uh, he's yeah. got to, he's, he's responsible for a lot of stuff in the middle of the field. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's not too uh, obvious and glorious, as you know. So that's what he does. And he's, he's a good player. I mean, to be able to do that, and he's done it for a long time. That's, you know, he's in there, he's getting hurt a lot. You know, it's dangerous in there, you know. It's a tough position to play, and he's played it really well. He's played it on a few teams in the MLS and, uh, you know, won, right. won championship teams there and NASL. So, uh, and always, always, you know, getting into the playoffs and threatening to get, you know, be a championship team. And, and he's, he's on that, and it's not just coincidence. 
part of it, a uh, big part of the Cosmos. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times I've been at the Cosmos game, and after the game, I see him walking off and just, you know, Adam, you okay, man? And he just come up to me and say, oh, man, I'm going to be in the tub. I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to try and make, try and get some of my <laughs> feeling back in my lower back. I mean, yeah, man, it's been a long year for Adam. And obviously the surfaces around the North American soccer league don't help. And he's been, like you said, Franco, he's been involved with a couple of good spills. Remember when he had his legs taken out from him inside the box on that one play where he was ended up landing flat on his back. And I remember saying to myself, I, I, I felt it. So I know he felt it, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you know, he's been through a lot. You know, like we mentioned, the surfaces in North American soccer aren't exactly user-friendly, so that doesn't help, man. I mean, it's like landing on cement, you know, especially when you put a little bit of a chill in the air and you want to play on the surface. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's like hitting bricks, man. So, yeah, Adam's been through a lot. You know, and, and, and at 30 years old, Franco, you know, it, 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 all those little things start to add up, man. <laughs> you know, he's not 22 anymore. He's not 23 and 24 when things just kind of go away. You know, things linger a little bit, but... Uh, we can't thank Adam enough for taking the time this week and uh, see what else he's got going on. Yeah, Cosmos, uh, five straight clean sheets at home. Closed out the regular season. Of course, 10-0 and 0 goal differential. Pretty nice when you have 14 wins at home and two draws all year. Uh, you know, one loss in their last 16 games overall, dating back to September 29th when the Cosmos lost 3 nothing to Indy last year. And, you know, uh, Franco, we're going to have to turn it around a little bit because there's a similar situation with Indy and Edmonton because, uh, you know, they both played to a 1-1 draw on May 7th in Indy, uh, 1-0 Indy on July 23rd at home, and then 2-1 Edmonton on October 2nd in Edmonton. So they have a similar situation to what the Cosmos and Oklahoma City are facing. Each team has won a game, and they've drawn. So uh, that, that, that's that's an interesting game too, Franco. That, Edmonton's going to walk into Indy 11. Obviously, we know Indy 11. Has not struggled at home either, man. Nah, they've loved that place all year. So, you know, what's Edmonton walking into? They are four, three, and two all time in the in the series. But uh, man, this is gonna, this is going to be a pretty big game too, Frank. Obviously, the Cosmos will, uh, and Oklahoma City will know who they're going to play because this is a three o'clock game, and uh, that's a big game too, Franco. Indian Edmonton. Uh, who, who who do we like here? What do you think's going to come out of that game? Yeah, AJ. I think uh, both teams have established a calling card for uh, this incredible uh, ability to really shut teams down. That's what Indy, that's what they got, that's what got them going uh, in the uh, spring season as well, remember? Uh, they weren't scoring mm-hmm. goals, but they weren't giving up anything. And Edmonton used that same formula. And, uh, you know, the back line, the back four on those teams, especially the central defenders, have played really well. And the coaches have built, you know, Tim Hankinson and uh, Paul Miller have built their team around those guys, and their goalkeepers have played great. So uh, saying that, uh, the Cosmos have been able to shut teams down just as well and go on the attack a lot better. So I just think the Cosmos are just a, a more rounded team, uh, better team than than uh, all these teams that we're talking about. But saying that, uh, that's how you can, you can really get through playoffs and these kind of situations with that kind of defending that, that can be just – just doesn't give up anything, so uh, that game uh, not going to be given. He's going to give up too much. So, Indy playing at home though is like that's a different deal. Just like Edmonton playing at home would be a different deal. Uh, I, I don't even think uh, there's much of a chance of an upset uh, there. Just as I wouldn't think if uh, Indy had to go all the way to Edmonton, uh, nobody's going to win in Edmonton either. But uh, they could be out before they they ever uh, get to use that home field advantage. 
Yeah. Levington's definitely struggling coming to the postseason, Frank. I mean, they lost three of their last four in October. The only win they had was that one nothing win over Jacksonville. Edmonton had a ton of one nothing wins this year, too, Frank. We remember back in, you know, early when the, when the uh, fall campaign started, it just seems like it was one nothing Edmonton. one nothing Edmonton. And, and look, Edmonton won one nothing today again. What do you know? I mean, they were doing it all the time, too. But in the 11, man, seven clean sheets at home in their last 11 games at Carroll, man. They know how to keep you out of the net when they're, you're in their house, man. That's, uh, you know, it's pretty nice <laughs> for Indy to be able to host this game. You know, they're, they're obviously favored there, too. The Cosmos are certainly favored at home. Both home teams are favored in the Las Vegas eyes. But, uh, and they should be. I mean, it's, you know, it's home field advantage is what you play for, and these two teams have, are the best two home records in soccer. So I, it kind of makes a lot of sense that these two are, might, might be on a head-on collision for a meeting at Delson's. Stadium, oh, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, can I can I apologize to everybody out there for for that for that announcement? I, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> I'm just not happy about Dawson Stadium being announced as the final place. Uh, you know, 4,500 people, maybe Franco. That hurts. This this North American Soccer League needs more exposure than this, man. I I really wish that they do something about this. But it is what it is. Uh, maybe the final game will be played in Indy. Obviously, if the Cosmos don't get by Oklahoma City this weekend, uh, the home the Indy 11 could be hosting this game. And maybe that's not the worst thing out there for the North American Soccer League. I hate to say something like that, but you know, it'd be nice to see a 10,000, 12,000 people in the stands for a big game like this. Frank, uh, you know, 4,000 people at a, at a final game. That, that doesn't make any sense, Frank. I, I I really wish, like I said, I wish Bill Peterson would step in and be like, no, we we need to have this at a bigger venue. Yeah, it's just, just an incredible conundrum. A, a year ago, the Northern Cosmos B won the uh, NPSL championship. They got a bigger yeah, crowd. Yeah, they moved it. Than the Cosmos got in. Yeah, well, they played it. Yeah, they they played it in Chattanooga. <laughs> so it's just it's like an incredible thing that in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is probably a great place, uh, you can get a big crowd and have a nice soccer game and a real showcase game. You know. And in New York City, you can't. Uh, it's just, it's kind of a boggling catch-22 conundrum that, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you know, you can't. Yeah, it's like, you know, you don't have to make this stuff up. It's like it's really happening, and, uh, you know, you can't <laughs> really explain why or, or, or you know. Uh, we've got the authorities. I'm sure somebody, uh, you know, has an answer for all this, but it's way beyond me because it, it just, just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all, man. Honestly, this this this, this is a, a featured game, a, a championship game, in a league that's trying to, you know, survive not only past this year and next year, and then the whole, you know, what's going to happen with the entire tiered system. And obviously, we know the MLS isn't going to cooperate when it comes to all the, the the lower tiered structures. Even though, you know, it's hysterical, Franco. Um, the MLS is actually the, the the ones who are putting all of their B teams in these lower divisions. So, so you're the ones actually creating teams, your your own B teams, but you don't want to have them to have the chance to be able to move around and play. Uh, man, <laughs> soccer in this country, man, <laughs> it still really doesn't make any sense, man. <laughs> and honestly, Franco, it, it just doesn't make any sense. They, they can they can do things in, in Scotland and, and figure out how to play football better than they can in America. There's how many people here and how many things about, how many ways about going about things that we still can't figure out how to get a soccer league right. Ah, uh, Franco. <laughs> it's just a shame, man. It really is. It's a shame. I, I just, I really wish something, that, you know, well, what's going to happen next year, Frank, that we still have to discuss all that because the Cosmos right now don't have a home next year. And it's, it's November, man. That season's going to start in what? Five months. 
five or six months here. We're, we're away from the 2017 season opening, and the Cosmos don't know where they're going to be playing their games yet? Concerns, Frank. We are all concerned. How do you not be? Yeah, sure. I think, uh, you know, look, all sports in this country, it's basically a business proposition. Uh, I think the Cosmos have a pretty good business plan. Uh, you know, saying yeah. that, you also have to have a technical, you have to have a team that can, uh, you know, play at a certain level uh, of, of quality. And I think the Cosmos have done that. They put together this team that is, uh, is a quality team. I say a quality organization to be able to do that. So, um for them not to be able to get uh, a stadium, get the rewards for that, is uh, it, it's still a little bit boggling because uh, the point is it does have to be a business proposition. Uh, that's what uh, sports are in this country. Number one, it's a business. Okay, uh, I think they've done a pretty good job of, of uh, business operations, and uh, I think the, the proof is out there that soccer is a revenue-generating sport. Uh, it involves a lot of people. Um, it's established now. It's not going anywhere. It's going to probably just keep growing uh, exponentially. I think uh, it's not even close to what it will be. So um, if anybody's listening out there that kind of has some idea of looking at the future and uh, see and, and judge, you know, judge it by what's happened in the past, nobody believed any of this stuff could happen 20 years ago. And uh, us, you know, and a lot of other people were saying, yeah, it could happen and it will happen if it's done right. So uh, Cosmos are doing it right. I think uh, even if they don't, even if they have to play in St. John's, even if they don't get a stadium next year, somehow the Cosmos will uh, set a standard for how you do things, you know, how you do things on the field. Uh, They're showing they've got really, you know, it's a team that people are going to want to watch. They've got a coaching staff that's really good. Uh, you've got a good operation there it's, uh, that uh, I don't think they can't really go away. It's not going to go away. So um, it's, it's, again, it's a bit of a conundrum. How does that uh, not resolve itself with some sort of a, just a place to play a soccer game? That's what we're looking at. Just uh, It doesn't have to be a huge place. It doesn't have to be a great place. But it's got to be somewhere that is worthy of the quality of, of the product, if you want to call it that, that they're putting out there, and I think it's a good quality product. And uh, for New York City not to be able to accommodate that, damn it, or appreciate what is going on here, is uh, a bit, yeah. I'd say, very disappointing. Yeah, the whole the whole metro area, man. Even as far, I'll even go as far as Connecticut a little bit. I mean, <laughs> man, I, you know, I get that Connecticut's not a part of all this. They have, you know, why would they care? But the same token, man, there's plenty of fields over there, too. Uh, I went to college in Connecticut. I know all about that place, man. <laughs> there's plenty of room there, too. Yeah, man, they, they could have found a place for this. Uh, I'm sorry. If the Cosmos do advance to the finals, uh, I'm pretty sure that they could have found someone to accommodate at least a 10,000-seat uh, facility. Uh, even if the Cosmos – I'm surprised the Cosmos – obviously, Hofstra hasn't been exactly uh, cooperative in all this either because I know – I heard that the Cosmos actually offered to move this game to like a Monday or a Tuesday like that just to be able to make sure they could be at Stewart Stadium, and they even got turned down for that. So that that thanks a lot. I mean, that, you know, Stewart, the relationship between the Cosmos and Stewart Stadium obviously went sour. Uh, it's too bad. It's unfortunate. Um, I don't know if it really stemmed from that New York City match two years ago. Maybe, maybe that had a lot to do with it because of all the craziness that went down then. But that, there hasn't been any instance like that since. Not even close, man. Oh, oh okay. You know what? The, the, the NYC, that, that, uh, the game that they played, obviously, um, in the U.S. Open Cup, that was a little bit of a disaster. There were a bunch of fights, and, and that, that ended up not working out well. 
But um, and then we got to talk about security at Dawson Stadium for this final too, Frank. Though, because that's you know that, that's there is no room even for security over there. I imagine they're going to find a, find a way to make it all happen. Oh man, it's just strange, Frank. It's just strange. Let, 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 let's get back to the two games, though, Frank. Uh, Cosmos and Indy Eleven, or, or, or you think they're spearheaded to a final? Uh, it, it's just that, I mean. That's how I see it. I, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to lose at home. Uh, both these teams have earned their way there because of what they did at home, and now they're both home. I, I, I envision Indy and the Cosmos meeting in the finals. Uh, I mean, it's you know, of course, Oklahoma City and Edmonton could certainly upset them. Edmonton could definitely walk in the uh, Indy 11 and upset them. And the way Oklahoma City's playing, Franco, <laughs> the Cosmos better be concerned too, man. They're, they're, they, neither one of these two games is a gimme for anybody. Uh, Indy 11 is not just going to win this game because they're at home, and neither are the Cosmos, man. This is it's going to be an interesting weekend. Yeah, right. I think Indy, Indy Cosmos has turned into a rivalry game. And Indy yeah. uh, made that happen. Uh, basically, you know, we had Peter Wilt on the show about a, you know, a few weeks ago, and that's what he wanted to have. He, he thinks, and look at the Cosmos, have a target on their backs, and everybody wants to be their, their rival and beat them. And, and Indy was uh, one of the teams to really do that. And they took that away. Remember, they played how many games in a row of draws and then Indy came out ahead and then they won the spring season over the Cosmos. And that like that, they really proved something there. They said, Hey, we, we, you know, we can, we can do what you guys can do. Maybe we can beat you guys. And so uh, I think they're sort of headed that way. I don't see uh, Rio or Edmonton being like a rivalry team for the Cosmos. Uh, but again, that all that stuff can change pretty quickly because everybody's going after the Cosmos you know, and uh, so that, that can change. But right now, it's the rivalry game is Indy uh, Cosmos, and if that happens, I think it'll be uh, you know there'll be a lot of tension drama leading up to that. Uh, added on to just the fact that it would be the final. Yeah, I really wish that they would have made arrangements for this final before it happened, Frank. Not 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 so much. You know, who who earns home field so much is just a, a, a set place for the finals to take place. Like you know, like like here's where the finals are gonna be. Whoever earns their way to that match will be playing in this game at this stadium. This is where we're hosting the finals. And and you know, to go about it this way and now with this whole Belson Stadium thing falling up it's just not the way to go about it. Um We'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, big match this weekend. Uh, we hope everyone's at Seward Stadium. Support the Cosmos this week. Oh, my goodness, man. What a match. This is going to be a fantastic game to be at. I, I, I'm more than looking forward to this game, Frank. Uh, this is a huge game. <laughs> I'm ready, man. I just, the playoffs are finally here. Of course, uh, we're all going to be room for the Cosmos around here. We know that. And uh, no, I think all we really want is everybody stay healthy, put out a good performance, and uh, you know, make the North American Soccer League featured as it is. And, all we can ask for, Franco, is a pretty big game. Uh, you know, again, in the 11 and the Cosmos meeting in the finals, what do you think? That, that That's my call. Yeah, I think so. I think this game will be a good, real good showcase game, too, because, uh, like we talked about before, you know, a lot of experienced players, very technical players on both teams. So I, yeah. I think they'll raise the level of the game. I think it'll be, this is a showcase game for, for the game itself, for soccer itself for the NASL, too, and I think it's got to be looked at that way. So, uh, of course, you know, as partisan, you want want your team to win. But, look, I think the game of soccer is going to come out ahead on this. Uh, the other thing is, I think, uh, again, misplaced uh, uh, um, misunderstanding as to what rivalries are in soccer. Is, uh, there were problems with the NYCFC and the Open Cup. Uh, that's a rivalry game. There has to be special precautions and understanding for, uh, for, for those kind of games. 
with uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, they're not going to bring hostile fans to this game. Uh, Indy's not either. Although Indy's fans are pretty rabid. Uh, it's not going to be, you know, those aren't those aren't the kind of situations that uh, should cause like uh, uh, you know a five alarm type things. Uh, so I think these decisions were made based on uh, basically an irrelevant game that that doesn't apply to this, which was that open game. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, Frank. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, Saturday night. Short Stadium, 7 p.m. Finals, man. <laughs> November 5th, Oklahoma City, man. Oh, God. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to see this game go on. Uh, you know, obviously, we all hope you make it there. The tailgate party is going to be at 4 o'clock out in the parking lot. Of course, I points on those guys, and we'll be taking care of that. Uh, there's going to be a special surprise at the tailgate. And I know, <laughs> I know, says so sitting there saying, "Don't say it, EJ." Yeah, I'm not going to say what's going to be there. I'm not going to do it, man. <laughs> but yeah, you might want to show up to the parking lot on uh, Saturday at four o'clock because there's going to be a bunch of surprises there. And that's all I am obliged to say. That's all you get out of me. <laughs> we'll see you all shoot this weekend, people. Let's, uh, let's hope the Cosmos come away with a victory and uh, earn their way to the finals. Try and take their third title in the North American Soccer League in four years. Of course, uh, you know we'll be there. And, uh, you know, good luck to the Cosmos. Let's, uh, let's do this. Take home another title, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, in the championship game at uh, Belson Stadium. Uh, it, of course, that's not where everybody wants to be, but if that's going to have to be the case, that's going to have to be the case. All right. Uh, have a good week, everybody. Thanks again for take, checking us out here at Into the Cosmos. Frank Bill, thank you so much, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Vamos, Cosmos.